0: Welcome back, mental health warriors. I'm glad you came back. So today's focus is uh, ways to cope with an alcoholic. You might have a family member, a spouse, a significant other who is an alcoholic. And you might be having a hard time dealing with it. It is essentially a nightmare for a lot of people. Alcoholism destroys families. It destroys lives. It destroys relationships. It really is a detriment to humanity, honestly. So if you live with an alcoholic, you're likely um, hearing the same stories over and over. You're likely dealing with a king or a queen baby who uh, exhibits uh, helplessness behaviors Um, who exhibits blaming behaviors. Nothing's ever their fault. Everything's your fault. Uh, For example, the alcoholic might go isolate in their bedroom for hours and then come out and accuse you of not being uh, engaging in communication to decide what's for dinner. Um, And that could be at 9 o'clock at night. And you might look at them and think, What is wrong with you? I've been all over the house and in the front yard and in the backyard and at any point in the day, you could have come out and engaged with me, but you chose to isolate all day, so don't blame me, you know? Um, They do all kinds of passive-aggressive little things to get their way or to punish you if they didn't get their way. They tend to get abusive towards you. You know, you might find yourself paying for all the bills because they're spending all their money on booze. And then when you say something about, you know, I'm paying all the bills, I'm taking care of everything, you could have a little more respect for me. They'll say something back like, you don't pay all the bills, I do. You know, they'll they'll completely minimize you and make you feel worthless because that's how they feel about themselves. Um, a lot of... Um, Alcoholics who are men um, tend to experience erectile dysfunction because alcohol kills boners, <laughs> for lack of a better way to put it. Um, so they can get Viagra or Cialis or one of the other various drugs that help them to, to uh, achieve an erection. Uh, even then, the erection is not you know, what it could be. So it does take a toll on a, on your sex life. And um, miraculously, the alcoholic can cut back on their drinking. You know, perhaps at work, they drink less. And they can have an affair with a coworker because their erection is functioning because they aren't completely hammered. They've just had a few drinks while at work. So it, it can be a little shocking when... They have erectile dysfunction when it comes to you, but they're able to have a full-blown affair with a coworker. worker um, There are, you know, I could go on and on all day on the many ways in which we need good coping skills when we're with an alcoholic, when we have an alcoholic family member. Um, it is not easy, and I commend you for showing up for this one, How to Cope with an Alcoholic. So I found a couple of articles I want to share with you. This, this first one is by Kayla Loibel, and she wrote this in October 23rd of 2020. And it's on uh, www.the-alcoholism-guide.org. Um, it says keep the seven guidelines below and you'll find it much easier to deal with the alcohol dependent person in your life it is not easy to cope with an alcoholic especially when that person is a close loved one such as a boyfriend, a teenager, a grandparent a spouse or even one or both parents alcohol is insidious And it can, if allowed to, tear apart an entire family. Usually the family members of alcoholics experience intense physical, social, and psychological trauma because of the core drinking problem of their family member. Alcoholism is a disease, and just like any disease, it has to be treated. It does literally rewire their brains. So I would consider it a mental disorder, and and they consider it a disease. I guess, same difference, right? With no professional help or guidance, an alcoholic would most likely continue to drink and might even become worse over time. Conditions like alcoholism are nobody's fault, um, except for the person who chose to start drinking and create a nasty habit out of it and became addicted. It, it It is their fault. In the beginning, they chose it. And now they have no choice because they're addicted. So... In the beginning, it was their choice. With no professional help or guidance, an alcoholic would most likely continue to drink, become worse over time. Experts believe alcoholism has to do with genetics and things like life events and family history. Oftentimes, what begins as a bad habit develops into a huge problem. You might drink to cope with issues such as boredom or money troubles or stress, Maybe there's an illness in the family or your parents are having marital problems. However, there are strategies you can employ to help you cope with an alcoholic in a less disruptive way. So here are seven guidelines to coping with an alcoholic. Confront them. Now there's a time and a place for confronting an alcoholic. You don't want to just go gung-ho and say, I'm confronting that alcoholic today. Um... You have to be careful. You have to think it through. So you do not need to let them know that you are aware that they are an alcoholic. This often leads to uh, them denying it. And they are also in what's called alcoholism denial. Um, So they'll say things like, I'll quit drinking when hell freezes over. Or I'll uh, cut back on my drinking when you cut back on your smoking or when you cut back on your junk food or you know they'll boomerang the blame back at you like oh yeah I drink but you do this or that so shut up so it's a denial it's a projection even if your loved one will not admit it to themselves it can help you deal with things better by getting the problem out in the open you drink too much I'm afraid you're an alcoholic I've looked into it and you have all the signs of an alcoholic. Whether you want to admit it or not, that's how I see you. That's all you have to say. So then you want to set boundaries. Remember, the boundaries are for you. They're not for the alcoholic. You can't control the alcoholic. So as a family member dealing with an alcoholic... It wreaks havoc with normal relationships and boundaries, as you already know, I'm sure. You have to set clear boundaries and have clear consequences for when the alcoholic crosses your boundaries. If you set a boundary, you have to carry through with the consequence or the behavior will definitely continue and possibly even escalate. So here's a great example. Your alcoholic in your life comes at you at 10 o'clock at night and insists that you cook dinner. However, you don't, you don't like to eat after 6 PM and you have chosen that as a healthy lifestyle change and you will cook dinner at 6 PM. The alcoholic will eat it and go pass out and then get up at nine or 10 and say, well, I didn't have any dinner. Are you going to cook dinner? What should we have for dinner? And they badger you and badger you and When you're badgered and poked enough, eventually you just give in to make it stop. It's so annoying, right? Um, So you're training the alcoholic that this is how they get what they want when it comes to you and damn your boundaries to hell, right? So it's important to, um, you know, after you cook dinner at 6 p.m. and feed the alcoholic, you can put a plate of food in the fridge or whatever And at 10 o'clock when they come out and badger you, you can go hand them that plate of food and say, here. Or you can tell them you have a plate of food in the fridge. Pop it in the microwave, there you go. And if they say, well, I don't want to eat alone, that's not right. I'm hungry and I'm not going to eat unless you eat. And they're trying to sabotage your healthy lifestyle. Just tell them, you know, I'm sorry that you feel that way. And it's okay to give a cocky, um, mean, apology because it's really not your responsibility to make them feel comfortable when they eat their food. That's their problem. So when it's, when it's their problem and not yours, and you don't have any accountability in that situation, it is absolutely okay to be a little bit mean, stand your ground, be firm, be assertive, be just a little bit mean and say, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, I hope that you figure out a way to feel comfortable eating, being that you're hungry. But I'm not eating, so nothing you can say will change my mind. If you're hungry, your food is in there. If you would like to eat it, go for it. If not, then don't. That's up up to you, you know. And you have to be really firm with that. Never get up and cook them dinner again at 10 at night. That is ridiculous. And these grown people know how to feed themselves. So it's not your responsibility. And take that attitude and that boundary with whatever it is that they have you doing all the time for them, that you're sick to death of doing, that's not healthy for you, that is uh, taking away your own self-care time and etc. Okay, set your boundaries for yourself. I will not cook past 6 p.m. I will not eat past 6 p.m. Whatever your boundary is, You stick to that boundary for yourself and you let nobody infringe on it. Continue to say no. You're not their their mommy or their daddy. And they are not helpless, though they may act like it. (coughs) The next tip is let them live with the consequences. So it's easy for those of us who are coping with an alcoholic to want to make things go away in order for life to be smooth, you know, such as cooking for them at 10 at night when they wake up. Um, this is not the best way to deal with it. The alcoholic will never hit bottom and they will have the incent- never have the incentive to change if we continue to do everything for them they need to live with the consequences that come from their drinking okay so if you are constantly cleaning up their mess if you are constantly covering for them if you are constantly doing for them things they should be doing for themselves stop it just stop it and and you may say well if i don't if i don't do this or that they might die or if i don't do this or that They'll starve if I don't do this or that. Their families will see how horrible they are with their alcoholism. Nope, 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 nope. Step back. Take a big step back. You have their back 100%. And they're not doing a thing for you but draining your essence, you know? So step back. And let them fall on them fa- on their faces. Let them go without eating. Let them drink themselves into alcohol poisoning and go to the hospital. That could be the rock bottom they need to wake their ass up so they get help. Maybe not, but maybe. But you have to let them have their natural consequences and stop cleaning up after them. Stop doing everything for them. If they invite everybody over for a party... Do not rush out and buy all the decorations and buy all the food and cook all the food and serve all the people and clean up the mess. Because guess what? They're all looking at him or her and saying, oh, thank you for this wonderful party. And they'll take all the credit for it. And then they'll sit back and watch you clean up the mess. And you've blown out your bank account. You've blown out your energy all for what to, to help this person look good. So that they don't have to be embarrassed when they throw a party and everybody shows up and there's no food, no drinks, and nothing for the kids. And yeah, yeah. If they wait for the last minute to buy gifts on Christmas and birthdays, do not, I repeat, do not go buy the gifts for them. Do not order them in advance because you know that date is coming up to help the last minute man or woman. Not be embarrassed or walk in empty-handed. Don't do it. Tell them no. If they want you to buy gifts or um, contribute money to their ex's family for a graduation gift or something like that, don't do it. If they want to go and buy somebody a gift, tell them, nice of you to go buy a gift. I hope you pick out something good. Do not do it for them. They will take advantage of you and walk all over you. And that brings us to do not enable the alcoholic. Do not cover up for them by lying to their boss or calling in sick for them. Do not make excuses to people for their behaviors. Nope. Line up all those empty alcohol bottles and say, This is why this is happening. (laughs) And then walk away. Don't hide it. Don't hide it. Some people hide the alcoholic's behavior from the world. By hiding it, you're really enabling them. By doing everything for them, you're enabling them. Take care of yourself is the next tip. And I'm always, always stressing self-care, self-care, self-care. You've got to have good self-care. You need to think about what is best for you and act accordingly. A support group such as Al-Anon, a mutual support program for individuals whose lives have been turned upside down by an alcoholic. It's very helpful. Take care of yourself. Go see a therapist. Learn all about self-care. It's more than a bubble bath and some chocolate and champagne. It's more than retail therapy and buying yourself some new underwear. It is very extensive. It includes boundaries. It includes breaking negative thinking patterns. It imp- it includes utilizing your beautiful caretaker traits and characteristics in a healthy way instead of wasting them enabling an alcoholic. It helps you in so many areas to learn about self-care. So self-care, self-care, self-care. The next tip is let go. Sometimes it gets to the point where coping with an alcoholic is too much and it can actually put you in danger. If you're going on a road trip with an alcoholic, you are in danger. If you get in the car with the alcoholic to go one town over to a barbecue, you're putting yourself in danger. If your alcoholic tends to be a road rage person, even if you're driving and you have your drunkard sitting next to you and somebody passes you and they start flipping them off saying, you're an asshole, you're an asshole, guess what? they're putting you in danger because what if that person decides to slam on the brakes, pull out a gun, and boom, boom, boom. So alcoholics can really put you in a dangerous situation. They stress you out. You may give them an ultimatum to stop drinking or you're going to leave, and there's nothing wrong with giving ultimatums, laying down the law to an alcoholic, but if you do it, you better follow through because the first time you don't follow through... They know not to take you seriously. And sometimes that tough love is the only way to get you through and, and make them wake up. Sometimes it doesn't do any good at all. But you be true to you. Okay? The next, the next uh, tip is social sobriety or support sobriety. Dealing with an alcoholic sometimes can be difficult even when they are trying to stay sober. Defeating alcoholism is not just a matter of giving up the booze. Therefore, a recovering alcoholic will have to deal with some emotional and physical symptoms that could result in them lashing out at those closest to them. There will also be times when they will be tempted to stray and drink. So help them by not drinking around them. Make sure they know that you support them in what they're doing. So for those of you who are not involved with an alcoholic yet, and maybe you clicked on this just out of curiosity or to help a friend, um, in the last episode, I talked about how to determine if somebody is an alcoholic. Um, and after listening to this, I'm sure you're thinking, wow, it's, it's gotta be rough to be with an alcoholic. Um, and, and everybody in Al-Anon when there are new people that come in and say, I've been in this relationship for one month and this guy drinks like crazy. Everybody tells that person, run, run, run. Do not get involved. It, it will drain you. It will age you. It will rob you of your joy. Just run away. Don't be with this person. And that would be my advice to you as well. If you are with somebody in a new relationship who you suspect is an alcoholic or an addict... Run away, end it, don't look back. You really don't want to have to deal with that. Anybody who has an alcoholic family member or partner will tell you it is exhausting, it's heartbreaking, it's frustrating, and it feels like a never ending roller coaster ride through hell. So, run away, run away. Okay. So, After hearing those tips, maybe it would be good to know exactly what it's like to enable an alcoholic. Let's take a quick break and we'll go over some of the traits of an enabler. Okay, are you enabling an alcoholic? You might be doing it without realizing it. Substance use disorders affect not only the user, but whoever is in their life. And some studies suggest that a user's partner's responses to drinking or substance abuse might either hinder or facilitate treatment, acceptance, as well as recovery. Female partners of male alcoholics have been unusually labeled as enablers or codependents or the caretaker. Most people who enable an alcoholic dependent don't even realize they're doing it. They might even have an addiction to being the caretaker or enabler, which is labeled codependency. Um, So enabling behaviors support the alcoholic's abuse of alcohol. You don't let the person have consequences for their actions. You clean up their messes. You offer them a pillow every time they fall back on their bad habits. Enabling addiction suggests that you make it possible for the alcoholic to drink. You might be buying their booze for them or um, putting their booze in a coffee cup so nobody knows they're actually drinking. Um, All you're really doing is making the problem worse. Enabling an alcoholic doesn't necessarily mean that you... You buy them a ton of drinks, it could be even more subtle than that. So aside from buying their alcohol, it could be other things, um, behaviors that allow or help or even encourage them to continue. Enabling is misguided. It's born of love, but it's a misguided love. Uh, you love somebody, you want to see them comfortable, you want to help, and you, you might you might. Come to the conclusion and acceptance that this person will never quit drinking, so I may as well just make them happy and comfortable in their uh, addiction. And, And you feel like that's the most loving, humane thing you can do. However, it's not really helping. Be aware of your behavior so you can stop enabling. Not enabling an addict is the best thing you can do. Tough love is the best thing you can do. Having your boundaries for yourself is the best thing you can do. For an alcoholic to successfully defeat alcoholism, they need support and the right treatments to help them recover. A dedicated treatment provider can help them determine the ideal options for them. And they can also help the alcoholic's loved ones avoid enabling. So here are some examples of being an enabler. Giving money to someone to spend on booze. Engaging in arguments with your alcoholic, knowing that they will use that as an excuse to drink. Doing the alcoholic's dirty work. Calling their boss to say they're sick and can't come in. Making excuses for their drinking. Oh, they're so stressed out. Oh, they're going through a funk. It's okay. Um, Accepting their excuses. Oh, I'm stressed out. That's why I drank three bottles of Don Perignon today. <laughs> um, drinking with them. Can't 'em. them, join them. Maybe if I drink half that bottle of whiskey, it won't harm him as badly, right? That's terrible. That's terrible. That's, that's enabling. That's just making them feel like, hey, all right, I got a drinking buddy. Um, give them alcohol because it puts them in a good mood. So you might notice when your alcoholic runs out of booze and doesn't get paid for a couple of days, they sit around and brood. They just sit around with this brooding dark cloud over them, and they just stare off into the distance. They might be more irritable. You know, maybe you're the type of person who walks around your house singing all day, and uh, the day they're out of booze, they'll look at you and say, can you put a lid on it? It's getting old. You know, they'll say something rude. And you might think, oh boy, and and you might run to the store and buy the, buy the alcohol and give it to the alcoholic and say, here, cheer up, shit, you know, but that's not helping. It might help in the moment for you to not have to deal with a brooding, irritated, sober alcoholic, but in the end, it just supports their addiction. Stop trying to fix them all the time. If you find that you're feeling like your love will heal them of their alcoholism, if you just do this, this, and that, it will fix them and they'll feel better, stop working harder than they are to make their life good. Don't do that. You need to put that effort into your own joy always giving them one more chance, then another, then another, and oh, another, and another, and it just never ends, so, oh, I'm so sorry I got drunk and trashed the house, I promise I'll never do that again, and you're like, oh, I know, honey, it's okay, it's okay, I love you, and then boom, they do it again, and then They do it again and again, then they steal your car, then they cheat on you again and again and again, and you keep saying, oh, I love you, it's okay, you can't help it, you're an alcoholic, you know, not bullshit, bullshit. That's bullshit. Stop giving chances. Quit pretending that they don't have a problem at all, that their behavior is somehow normal and acceptable. How is it normal and acceptable to have a staggering sloppy drunk 24-7? seven days a week that's not normal it's not acceptable and quit taking on jobs and chores that that alcoholic baby king baby queen adult toddler could be doing for themselves you don't have to do their laundry you don't have to cook for them you don't have to um, do the yard work or detail their car They'll sit around and cry and why? Oh, I wanted to get this done, but I just can't. And then you'll be like, Oh, no, 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 I'll do it for you. No worries. It's okay. Don't do that. Stop it. Go work on yourself. Tell them, Well, I guess you'll get to it when you get to it. That's a you problem, you know? And, and work on you. Do the things you want to do for yourself. And you might ask yourself, Why are people behaving like this? It's because... They subconsciously want to encourage the alcohol dependence and continue to drink. And why would a codependent be such an enabler? Why do people enable? Why do they go out of their way? Well, number one, they get a lot of attention. They get a lot of attention for being the strong, responsible one. And that's, that's good attention. They like that. It also gives them a sense of control. They've got this sloppy, useless alcoholic, and they're doing everything. So they feel like they're in control. They're in control, and they're receiving all kinds of praise from the mirror, from themselves, and from anybody who's witnessing what's going on. So that can be a reinforcement for them to stay. They have control. And they're getting a lot of praise for doing such good things for this poor, poor soul. Wouldn't it be better to get that recognition for doing great things for yourself? I would think so. You like to be in control. You like to take care of other people. You like, to, you like for people to think that you're nice and selfless. And you're basing your self-worth on all of this outside validation. When you could be, like I talked about in the other episode, you could be exerting those traits and characteristics of the caretaker in a very healthy and positive manner, which would actually authentically feed your self-worth by being a nurse or volunteering or working with children, at-risk children or something like that. That is more rewarding than taking care of a big adult baby who's inebriated constantly and is capable of taking care of themselves but refuses to. Isn't there a lot more integrity in finding positive, healthy outlets for your caretaking traits and characteristics and actually being... A pillar of salt, a salt person in this world. What do they call? What do they call that? Uh, salt of the earth person. Somebody who's making a difference. Somebody who's c- promoting humanity, contributing to the continuation of humanity. Right? That is so, so much better. That's something to truly be proud of, and humbled by at the same time. Rather than caretaking. For an alcoholic. So how to stop. Boundaries, 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 boundaries. Boundaries are behaviors you're willing to accept from the alcoholic. So are you willing to accept this person badgering you at 10 o'clock at night to jump up and cook dinner? No, you're not willing to accept that. So you're not going to tolerate it. Because your boundary is that you don't cook past 6 p.m. So you've set that boundary for yourself and you're going to be true to yourself. And when they come out at 10, no thank you. Kitchen closes at 6. There is a plate of food for you in the fridge if you would like. Um, Boundaries are also behaviors that you engage in that are not acceptable and in terms of enabling somebody, and you have to attempt to stop these. So you have to set boundaries with yourself. If you are enabling somebody, you have to put a stop to it, because those are behaviors that you are exhibiting that you can change and control. Your boundaries will not last if you do not try and recognize that you are a good and worthy person, deserving of respect, Boundaries are not because who you are and not because of what you do. They are because you are a good and worthy person who deserves to be respected. Stick to your boundaries at all times. Otherwise, you return to enabling mode. So I hope that was helpful. And if you would like more information, you know where to find me. Thank you for tuning in today and I hope you really increase that self-care, set some boundaries, and choose you and love you just because you are you. You are the one and only unique and amazing you in this world that ever was, that ever will be. So I hope that you see that and shine on.